One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Halloween special 2020, the docket. Happy Halloween, you filthy mm-hmm. hobags. I hope you're all well. And I hope. Welcome back to another paranormal hotline. Oh, I, I was actually getting really excited when I was going through the submissions to this. I was like, I fucking love paranormal hotline. Like, we might have to do it. Yeah. Twice a year. Do you know what? It's so it's nice good. It's a Halloween like, tradition where we all come together for the paranormal hotline. Yeah, I love it. And if you guys have any other um, suggestions for like other little, little hotlines, specials, yeah. we'll always do them because they're a great little um, bonus exactly. episode. You know, you'll still get your usual docket, but we like to do these because we get to hear from the people um, and we put these out on both of our platforms. So everyone over on Mind Poppers and everyone on Red Room mm-hmm. gets the same episode it's a fun time and also in case you guys don't know it's worth shouting out Adam because we haven't done one in a while our emergency broadcast as oh well. yes 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 so there's a topic that you think that needs to be addressed quickly you know outside of yeah. the normal scheduling we did one on when Joe Rogan when they tried to deplatform Joe Rogan we've done one on mm-hmm. OnlyFans when they tried to like take away sex work on OnlyFans uh, I think we did another one I can't remember but if there's ever a pressing issue that you want our dumb take on <laughs> do let us know and we will we'll rally the troops like it's really it ain't nothing but a thing um, but we're speak, talking spooky today and you guys send in a lot and these they're fucking good as well every time I like get these uh, uh, submissions I'm like it's so wild what some people I know. So I went to before we get into the, the hotline. I went to the convent, okay? Yes, 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 yes. Convent review convent yeah. review. So I went to the convent, which was done this uh, kind of an abandoned convent. All the nuns had gone, but alleged like paranormal activity had taken mm-hmm. place there. So we had gone in to, I guess, we were the first group ever for it to be open to the public. So we went in for this paranormal investigation or whatever. So went in, like, you know, not knowing what to expect, but had high hopes. But I'll read you um, Mm. the journal entry I wrote after I got home that night. Ooh, love it. How stunning is this book? I love your journal. It's... (laughs) It's great to, it's a great one to hand down to yeah, the children. Yeah, exactly. Someone will be reading it. Okay. <laughs> so I'll have to like blank some names or whatever. So Friday the 28th of October mm. 2022. Well, 
We went to the Mercy Convent. What a crock of shit, I hate to say it. The tour guide, <laughs> redacted, should be charged with war crimes against entertainment. He should be shot dead, honestly. The cunt just wouldn't shut the fuck up. Fuck me. The cunt must have said the same sentence 300 different ways. If there is a hell, you can be guaranteed, redacted, will be giving the tour. If the nuns took a vow of silence, you can be sure, redacted, spoke enough for all of them 20 times over. Um, he told this poor girl to go into the confession box and he forgot about her. Stop. Um, um, she was in there for 20 minutes while he shied it on and he forgot that this poor young girl was like, he was like, sit in the confession box, see if you find anything. Forgot about her, kept yammering for 20 fucking minutes and the girl was sat in there, obviously too nervous to come out. <laughs> She's waiting for her um, cue. <laughs> so, yeah, and I wrote, she was honestly better off in there. Pity it wasn't soundproof. Um, the building itself had so much promise, but our tour guide was nothing short of... <laughs> beep. <laughs> I'm sorry to say. I've been to several haunted locations at this point and the scariest thing about these buildings is always the spiders um if any spirits of the nuns still walk the halls of the convent i pray for their souls having to listen to that long-winded buffoon for four hours every night that's eternal torment (laughs) um uh redacted and redacted said they smell vodka on redacted's breath and i only wish he shared the bottle to ease all of our suffering um yeah, that was it. So I'm guessing like one out of five stars. You know what? It's a pity, right? Because the building is <clears throat> beautiful. Again, yeah. so much stories. potential. It's an abandoned convent with dead. There's a dead nun graveyard at the back. You can't go wrong. Yeah, and I said, right. I'm the, I said, I was saying on the last episode of of Mind Poppers that I'm going in blind, and I want one or two scenarios. I don't want a tour. Of which it ended up actually being ended up being my nightmare. I do want a tour of like where Sister Pauline peeled the spuds and where no. blah blah blah. I wanted you know where this sister threw herself off the banister. You know, <laughs> yeah. I wanted either bludgeoned nuns or I wanted Sister Act nuns. Yeah, I would have taken either. Yeah, but what I got was nothing of the sort. He just wouldn't, and I and I, I don't want to like shit on it because. You know, like a local attraction that's like haunted and, you know, beautiful location has has all the ingredients just not put together. So I don't want to shit in it because I would love for it to be successful. But the tour guide was just fucking shit. He just wouldn't, honestly, now he just wouldn't shut the fuck up. He wouldn't shut his fucking mouth. And he like, we were like stood there in the cold for 40 minutes outside before we even went into the building. And... <laughs> Yeah, and he just wouldn't stop talking. And he was reiterating, and it's something I can't stand, is someone saying the same point over and over and over. Yeah, oh, no, my God. I would have so loved like, to have fucking... Mm. Good, good concept in the wrong hands, maybe? Completely yeah. in the wrong hands. And the, he, he kept he kept being like, and I don't want to be disrespectful to the church or anyone's beliefs. He kept like, reiterating these stupid points. And then the scattering of like the, 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 apparently there was like a demonic energy in the place. Okay. And these apparitions of nuns like floating down the hallways. It had all those stories, but he brushed over them so slightly. The visitation of some being apparently being there and showing us that room. And he like just skipped past all the actual paranormal stuff. 
and he was just in love with the sound of his own voice saying a whole mm. lot of fucking nothing. It yeah, was, no, fuck that shit. You need someone who is firmly anti the church to give that tour because, like, it, if it anyone, wasn't even his. It wasn't even his neutral stance or whatever. Don't care. It's just he he, he just wouldn't shut the fuck up. Yeah, and yeah. none of it was like it was like six percent like the, the paranormal stuff and 94% him just shitting on oh, do you know no. like a history was, lesson yeah and the place was beautiful and we got to the end and we were like waiting for the tour to begin do you know it mm-hmm. went on for so long of just this cunt talking we got to the end and we were waiting for it to begin it was mm-hmm. oh my god oh my god oh my god oh my well god. So. I did just send you that thing on WhatsApp that I don't know if you saw that that company mm-hmm. Press Up have bought Loftus Hall which you know we have joked and flirted with the idea of going there and it's apparently going to be turned into a hotel so our dream of spending the night could be I a fucking with a, reality with a potential the addition of luxury you know <laughs> that's how you get us to Loftus Hall you know? if there's a spa I'll be there yeah yeah you so know? That, I'm into that I'm into that a spooky spa um so yeah we'll have to see and also like there is the the addition of all of the work on the house will no doubt disturb the spirits so some yeah, new like people some new players might come around you know mm-hmm. they might all be like in there um so you never know guys we could be coming at you live from loftus hall next year so shall we start on our paranormal experiences yes, you guys the start the, the start the hotline okay the calls Let's, are lined up yes so I, I got lots of voice notes you got some voice notes we got some written ones we'll start with a voice note i guess yeah, i think okay. that would be good um i did listen to this one and this was good now she didn't finish her story i think she just kind of forgot but it's still pretty fucking good okay and i also would like to say we have a lot of international listeners this year around, so... Okay, love that. Okay, so we're starting off with one of them. Here we go. Okay, hi, Jenny and Adam. I've been a huge fan of your podcast forever. Um, and I just wanted to share the story, I guess, of, like, growing up in the Philippines. So I grew up in my ancestral home, which is, like, pretty old, and it's always been really haunted. I've got, like stories from my mom and my aunts about how they'd be having like a family dinner downstairs and they'd hear footsteps um really heavy loud footsteps even though like no one was there no one was walking upstairs like the whole upper floor had been cleared and everyone had been downstairs which is pretty creepy i guess for context like it's a really old home um and it's been in the family for a couple generations now And growing up, I think I was just really accustomed to this because, I don't know, I feel like with houses with, like, really old character, you do feel um, the hauntings, but it just kind of becomes normalized. So growing up in my childhood bedroom, I would always hear, you know, the wood floors creaking, which only happens if you apply pressure to it, but, like, no one would be there. My dogs would be barking, always at the same corner where the floor would, like, um you know creak um i'd wake up in the middle of the night to the sound of like perfume bottles being swept off the dresser and like books being thrown off of the shelves but then upon waking the whole room would be perfectly normal and it was never like an isolated incident um my aunt had like the blankets you know, pulled off of her really quickly, the TVs would turn on, you'd see weird shadows sometimes. But I think in my, um, 
in my expert opinion, I guess, the weirdest thing to happen in our house was, um, so my cousin's nanny was going up to her room to wake her and she passed by her mom's room, which had this frosted glass sliding door and she was passing by and she saw like hands on the outside of the door, sort of like from the inside of the room, like pushing the sliding door open. And she was really curious because my cousin's parents weren't home, my aunt and uncle. And so like upon venturing inside the room, she saw a doppelganger. Like it was herself in like the exact same face, the same hair, the same, I think it was different clothing, but she was literally just like staring at herself and the doppelganger kept like smiling at her until she disappeared and shit like this would just always happen. Like you'd always find like things moving around or people speaking or like sparks going off. That creeped me that out. That is spooky. That's like spooky. That, now that that's girl sounds strong, like, like, she like, sounds like she's doing a mukbang while she was recording that. <laughs> I, I can appreciate it, you know. She's like, like, I'm she's just like gonna have my lunch something and something into something, <laughs> you know. But holy shit! Like I have to say, a huge fear of mine would be like a doppelganger. Like there's something about like if an entity wants to represent mm-hmm. itself to you or present, not represent, present itself to you as an exact replica of you there's something so sinister about that to me like it's almost like taunting you like look what i can do you know to me i don't know it's like very appealing really oh it no. is there's there's something about seeing myself like that like maybe with a little evil twinge in his eye i think i'd feel more at ease do you know oh. but at the same time completely freaked out obviously mm, mm. um would probably try have sex with the apparition, you know? <laughs> um, and the thing is, is that, like, maybe could it be like a, a case of like a a para, or a, a parallel universe type of thing? Ooh, like a dimensional. Like a dimensional kind mm. of hole or split or something at some point where these two kind of just parallel universes met. Could it be some sort of time thing like a time mm. loopy type of thing oh creepy yeah i think i I've like watched, that though i watched so much twin peaks that the idea of like tulpas and doppelgangers mm-hmm. it just absolutely terrifies me um because it's like the only reason in my mind for something to show itself like that or for it to have the ability to replicate itself replicate you in itself i guess is um oh for really dark ass shit and then to show you that it's oh it's so taunting or it could be like what you said it's almost to make you comfortable with seeing something familiar you know and maybe not seeing you know if you see yourself and you know that you're you're not evil maybe you're like oh well it's not that bad you know but oh i want more stories from that fucking ancestral house I saw myself it's just you don't know what you're going to do because you're not like immediate like home intruder it's like and it's interesting because it would be like the very first time that you get to like perceive yourself yeah you know as the rest of the world would perceive you so I think it'd be interesting in that way I I think my kind of initial thing would be to like reach out and touch yeah Mm -hmm. do you know Mm-hmm. Or I'd I want to like you... take him in my arms and be like, oh baby, you're okay. I you know, know you watched um, the Cabinet of Curiosities. Did you watch mm-hmm. the lotion one yet? I've only seen the first three. 
Is that not one of the first three? The one with the woman with the lotion. That was my favourite one. And no, I, there is isn't. You haven't. Okay. That, that's not the first. Three. Maybe I skipped one. Maybe I skipped one then. Um, but that one was really good. So then the, I guess the first four are good. The rest of them, I watched like two and a half. I, I watched love one the first three. What's his first, name? Gilmer de Toro or something? Gilmer de Toro. Yeah, he did um, Shape of Water. He yeah, did... I actually haven't seen many of his movies at all, but I've heard the name. Yeah, I haven't seen that, but I've seen Pan's Labyrinth. He did right. Oh, I like Pants Labyrinth. Yeah. He did do Pants Labyrinth. It's great. He's cool. But uh, yeah, it's good. It's a good one to watch if you're looking. It's on Netflix. If you want, want something to watch tonight, there are some good um, ones in there. Like, so your one basically is living in kind of like a standard, like kind of haunted kind of home, seemingly steps, etc. you know. Sounds kind creeping. of glamorous, to be honest. An ancestral home. Yeah, an ancestral home. Okay, mm. I'm into that. Mm. The doppelganger. That is, it's it's you don't hear that much in no, hauntings. You, you, no, you don't. don't. Very rarely hear anything about this doppelganger type. That's situation. like another level. I feel of like, like I feel like that's not basic level haunted house. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that's like there's something, there's an entity. And is this there. girl living over in the Philippines? I think she grew up there. I'm not sure where she. Okay, she so I wonder if there's any like kind of any folklore around you know entities Ooh. over in like the Philippines yeah, like or in her area that she grew up that yes. would kind of be that kind of doppelganger type of thing oh I'd love to know because she told me she has loads more stories so maybe if we do another paranormal okay. hotline now, she if I'm seeing myself good chance we're gonna be fucking you know <laughs> good chance we're going to be fucking because it's like who else can you can you fuck other than yourself who like <laughs> has just no kind of preconceived notions or anything do you know it would be just purely for pleasure <laughs> so that to me I'm like mm, there's something I like about that um do you want to go ahead with one of your submissions yeah I'll do um do you want to take one of the calls or do you want to do um a reading submission I think a call I'm kind of I like I'm liking hearing the, the people's voices so I used to live in a house that me and my mother, well, my mother considers it was haunted. I think someone was living there while we were living there and we didn't know. But the shit that went on was so fucking weird and so creepy. So um, it was a fairly old house and we were renting it from this fucking weird couple that wouldn't let us in the basement. And that was the first red flag for me. There was an alarm going off in the basement and we weren't allowed down there. They were like, do not open the door of the basement. Like, you cannot go down there, which I was like, the fuck are you keeping down there? So this alarm would go off like every single Sunday morning in this basement. And it was proper like, you know, like a car alarm almost going off inside the basement. But we were never allowed down there. And I just thought that was so weird. And like, what was setting off the alarm? Like, oh, it just gives me the creeps. But the scariest night for me was I was babysitting my sister. So she was up in her room, like conked, grand, whatever. And my bedroom was downstairs. So I was just in my room, like typical 13 year old on the laptop, like watching Netflix, whatever. And my mom and my stepdad came home. Well, I had thought they came home because I heard the door open. So I was like, oh, yeah, like they're obviously just getting stuff from the car. Like the front door must be open, whatever. So I thought nothing of it, but like I could hear the wind like howling in the fucking door and I was like, would they ever close the front door before I absolutely like go apeshit? So I went out and there was like a gate into the house that was wide open and the front door was wide open. So I was like, oh yeah, they're obviously getting like shopping out of the car, whatever. 
they weren't there. The fucking front door that only opens from like the inside unless you have a key on the outside was wide open. And the gate into the house that you needed a fucking code to get into was wide open. And this was at like midnight as well. So there would have been no way that I got up and opened it. My sister was about fucking two years old. She hardly opened it. No one was home. They were both open. That was like bizarre enough. Then the next morning I woke up with a nosebleed and I was like, no, the house is haunted. That like, that solidified. I was like, the house is haunted. Because I told my mom, my mom was like, no, you're making it up. But then there was loads of other weird shit, like all our stuff was going missing. So then I'm thinking, was someone living there? Or was it a ghost? Like what was setting off the alarm? That's creepy. Like both options there. The, the normal or paranormal are creepy. Like, imagine someone living in your house while you're Like, I think you, you, you'd you rather go for paranormal in that situation. Yeah, than, I think I some would. some living in the walls. Yeah, like some, like, some, like, I'm just thinking of, like, American Horror Story, the first one, you know, when they have, like, the basement downstairs and mm-hmm. there's, like, an entity down there. I'm like, I'd prefer the entity than it being, like, some sort of, like, caged person that they've, like locked up you know what I mean like exactly. and I also like wouldn't want to find out that like something like criminal went on and I'd have to be a part of it because I live in the house just because they decided to be weirdos mm-hmm. you know caging up someone some child or something oh creepy and the thing like, is as well it's like it's just a red flag anywhere you go and I think mm-hmm. that it's just and that's a universal thing red flag if you move into a property with a basement and the owner <laughs> says you mustn't go into the basement. Even I if mean, an alarm just, is going off. Yeah, I mean, that's just the, the, the bare minimum. And we know yeah. that's like the beginning of any horror movie. You, you see any 100%. horror movie where the basement's off limits, you go to the basement and you're getting your ass whacked. Yeah, You know, you're going yes. to get got in the basement. Like, especially like, unless they gave it with a caveat. Like if they're like, oh, like we store all of our stuff downstairs, mm-hmm. you know. If they it, it give you some form of like normal explanation that's fine but like if they're literally just like never enter the basement run for the hills even if it's cheap rent okay because some creepy alarm going off in there once a week ew and you're not allowed to go in you just have to sit there with the alarm going off no thank you and the fact that like her her front door wide open and that gate that needs the key code in there which I guess adds more to the there being an actual physical person rather than a spiritual kind of a thing yeah but then it's also like if that did happen like so what they they can escape like they can leave the basement or they escaped and then they went back so they want to live there like it just it only opens up more questions as to 100% only opens up more questions like with someone going in and out of the basement oh, do you know like were they like, watching and especially you? with thing, with things going missing you know <gasps> you open up the basement and all your missing stuff is down there now Ooh. if that happened I would die don't like that again don't I wouldn't have a property myself with the basement do you know no yeah me and as you've seen in the watcher they were getting out of the house through the basement yeah the what like the watcher there's another episode of that show um I think it's the one that I said I really liked and they have a basement moment and the basement isn't really a creepy Mm -hmm. area but Evan and I were talking about it like he was like basements are great aren't they like because technically they are like they're so big they're really dry they're great for storage you can do loads of shit down there you don't have to Mm -hmm. be like you know leaving the house to go and get you know if I don't know they were doing some DIY or whatever you don't have to go to a garage you know it's like it's all within your home 
attics are kind of annoying because you have to be climbing up stairs and all. And there's like, you know, not a lot of headroom. Still, gar- like basements are just inherently creepy. I don't know whether it's because as Irish people, we don't really have basements. Like Mm-mm. I've never known someone to have a basement. Um, but yeah, it's it's just, it's like what lies beneath. Like the fact that someone could live down there would creep me out. Like knowing someone could, because like an attic, no one can really, the likeliness of someone getting into your house, getting up to the attic and living there, very low, right? Basement, I, they could easily get down there. And well, Miss Anne Frank did her thing up in that attic. And we're all she her did, people. but she had help and she got caught. Yeah, so. true. <laughs> yeah, and she you know, didn't turn out the best. Um, yeah, if I had a basement, basement conversion is the only way I'm doing a basement. Yeah, like a, like a it's, games room. <laughs> exactly, totally. Like I'm not having it like cement patch, like dusty storage. That's asking for some sort of home invasion paranormal entity. 100%. That was freaky to me. The thought that's of someone creepy. living in your home. That's Don't creepy. Don't like that. Well, it's, that's creepy and it because that one's really creepy because as we said, the normal and the paranormal explanation are both creepy. So no matter what, that was a fucking weird situation to be. And it I mean, does happen in real life. Like you hear all those Airbnb oh, stories about yeah. people like building in like these rooms within the home that you can't see mm-hmm. and then they're looking out at you. Yeah. So... Mm -mm. And I think that girl was from Cove as well. So somewhere along this little haunted island. That guy could be still running about. I don't know. Um, Okay, here is another voicemail from our fans. Hello. Um, So this isn't actually my story. It's my friend's. But nonetheless, it's a good one. So um, I can't remember what it's called. You've probably both touched on a bit of it but basically it's that whole concept where children and the elderly because they're at both kind of ends of life they're closest to the dead if that makes sense um sorry I probably explained that really badly but anyway so it has to do with that so a friend my friend his to give a bit of backstory his great-grandfather was a maths professor in UCC and um, he was like really young, maybe like six or seven, and he needed help with his maths homework. So it's fine. And he was like, oh, mom, can you help me with my maths homework? She was like, oh, yeah, um, I'll come in to help you there. Just give me a few minutes. And his house is like... Sorry, I got cut off there. His house is like really old. Loads of people have died in it. And basically, it's been his family for generations like real old worldy kind of house it's really cool um so the particular room that he was doing his homework in is like the good room we'll say but a lot of people have died in this room so anyway um there he was sat doing with his homework kind of right away and his mom's like okay like let's do your homework then and then he said oh no it's okay he helped me and then his mom was like what (laughs) so he said basically that like this man um assumed when he put it together it was his great-grandfather that was the maths professor like came in and helped him um but i think his mom was like what the fuck (laughs) creepy creepy grandpa coming back creepy grandpa doing the maths homework I mean it's funny when you hear stories like that because you do hear some like I I've heard a few of um who the fuck told me this or did I see it on a tv show who knows but it was someone saying that like 
they had their baby in their baby room or whatever and they had the baby monitor on and um always a bad idea yeah always a bad idea because they pick up some crazy ass shit and she said that her her dad had died pretty soon right before her baby was born and Mm -hmm. she was like in the house pottering around and then all of a sudden she heard her dad's voice on the baby monitor and she was like what the fuck and she went and looked at the camera and the baby was like goo goo gaga like playing with something but like she couldn't see um so it is funny to think that there could be some visitations of family past and present it's spooky though Mm -hmm. isn't it especially i mean one with a baby i would never have a baby monitor you know i'd rather lock them in that room overnight and just take my chances honestly (laughs) then you've seen some of the stuff they pick up or and thing is as well like you see something on the baby monitor you know because everyone got the video baby baby monitor now see something on the video like this baby interacting with some you know whatever entity Mm -hmm. and then you're like oh god god i've now have to run up and fucking deal with that i know know? and it's like another thing to worry about for god's sake i'm trying to keep this brat alive never mind exactly away from the demons (laughs) like to be the sole like caregiver knowing that right well i'm gonna have to go up there and walk into this room where the child is speaking to the devil or whatever (laughs) so don't i don't like that i mean i guess it's somewhat somewhat comforting that like grandpa's coming back to like help the child with his maths you know it's like very (laughs) innocent do you know it's kind of um it's kind of wholesome i suppose it's wholesome but it is a it's a strange take as to be grandpa to be like you know what he must have been really bad at maths or it must have been like a really obvious problem that he came back and he's like you know what i'm breaking the veil (laughs) yeah exactly it's divide not multiply timmy No, I mean, I imagine like Matt is probably this like old man's like passion or something. Yeah, he was, like, a he's professor a professor of mathematics. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Now again with the having the child thing, the child being like he like if 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 I was like my child or I was a parent and I walked in and I was like okay let's do your maths homework and my child turned and was like no it's okay he helped me. I'm like get out. Oh, that child is going where <laughs> boarding foster school. Care. Foster care straight away, straight away. I have oh my a God, few, few submissions are of creepy children. I'm telling you, the children yeah. be creepy. The children are the really children creepy. do be creepy, and that's mm-hmm. the thing. No one's talking about that. Children really do be creepy. They're great receptors for all that kind of paranormal stuff because yeah. you know what? They haven't had um, their their minds filled with like all the stress of the world yeah. or all that. They're just you know, willing to take things as they come and not question it and whatever. So I do believe that 100%. Yeah, 100%. But again, like how do people feel when when family members come back to visit them? Yeah, it's a weird one because it's like, I, I don't, like I wouldn't mind if, well, first of all, like no family member I feel would ever really, that I'm lucky enough that I don't have anyone who like, you know, died tragically or anything like mm-hmm. that. You know, like everyone has just kind of died of old age. Um, but it's unless I was really doing like some sort of like, like I was with a medium or something like that. I, I just, I kind of find it inappropriate. Like if you best believe, like when I have passed on, if I want to come back and peep at the grandkids, I'm not going to be helping with their maths homework. Like I'll do a peep, 
I'll peek in maybe and kind of mm-hmm. go, Ooh, okay, oh, they're cute. So you're doing well. I'm really not going to be trying to make my presence known. I just think it's like, it's a little creepy. Because then you're like, when are you there? And I don't know. You know what I mean? It's well, like I mean, just- that's the whole thing with like your family members are always watching Jane and you. And then you're like fucking jacking it off to whatever. <laughs> I'm trying to have sex with my tulpa no, and granny's you know having a if, look. <laughs> exactly. Now, if, you know, granddad was looking down at me last night, I... You know what I did? Because I had a sound bath last night. Oh, yeah. Um, And we were actually doing, it was a sound, sound bath. So we were like kind of doing some sort of work, like contacting kind of like um, ancestors Mm -hmm. and asking ancestors to come through kind of a thing. I changed my porn tab last night from um, twink rough sex, right, to twink gentle sex. (laughs) And and that's, that's healing. You know, I'm not even joking. That's healing. That's and that self-care. is called growth. <laughs> and that, that's growth. That and now you said it. That's growth. You know. So if they were watching down for that, <laughs> then maybe. But um, because uh, I have a I have a, a family, a relative in my family. I won't say who specifically because I know that they would not be happy with me repeating the story. <laughs> uh, but it's behind a paywall. So, <laughs> um, but her husband died like years and years and she's not dead she's still living so her husband is dead like I guess like 30 years or something Mm -hmm. Um, and apparently and I didn't hear the story from her because she's very like against all not against it but like just terrified by all that kind of stuff but was told to me by by someone else in the family and said that her husband she turned one day in the living room and looked out into the hallway and saw her husband walking down the hallway years and years after he'd passed but he was walking down the hallway I think I told you this before walking down the hallway but he was actually he was his younger self rather than that the old age that he died at it was his like much younger self not like child but like kind of when they'd first kind of met kind of a thing around that kind of like early kind of time and like just saw the young version of himself just walk down the hall that's creepy and I don't think she received that well it wasn't like super comforting. Yeah, you know? I don't. I don't think it like I. You know, I, and I have some here of people. Some people saying they felt comforted and stuff. Um, for me, it's a no unless it was someone maybe who I wanted to see again. You know what I mean? But it's like as I said, like my my grandparents. I didn't know my my granddad. He died when my dad was very young. But like mm-hmm. my other grandparents, they all died. You know, pretty old. They were sick. And they passed pretty, you know, it was fine. It was no tragic loss, thankfully. Now, some people do. I I would like to know if anyone out there maybe did see someone, maybe a friend who died or like someone who died tragically or they've heard of this in their family. Like, had a, did it bring them comfort? Or did you gaslight yourself into thinking it was like you were going insane? Like, that's what I would probably do. I don't know. I don't know. Um, What's your like next one? I, do you have an... Oh, sorry, go on. Yeah, but in terms of family, like, I'm the same as you. Mm. But, like, I am, like, very, very, very close with my grandmother. Mm-hmm. You know, like, we talk on the phone, like, every, like, day, every second day for, like, an hour. Mm-hmm. Do you know? So, I feel like that if she passed, I would be kind of expecting some yeah. sort of contact from her. Yeah. Um, not saying that I'm, like, you know, wishing that or anything. But I just feel like... Um, like, you know it's me, granny. Like you know, yeah, but like if, if it would be big me like, more no. than anyone else in the family. I think yeah. that if she was going to try and make contact from this side, mm-hmm. it would be to me, mm-hmm. which I'm not necessarily mm-hmm. thrilled about. That you know, <laughs> that I have to 
Now, a lot of people say that the most common way of getting visitations from like past relatives is through dreams. Yes. Yeah, we're, and we're fine yeah, with yeah. that. I mean, whatever happens in dreams is dreams. You know, that's dreams fine. Dreams is that's fine. Okay. And I've seen my, I've seen kind of all my grandparents um, in dreams. And it's always okay. been quite a positive experience. Like, a, yeah. it has been a thing of like a very different feeling um, as compared to like, you know, dreaming of a friend who's alive. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, I, I, yeah, when, yeah. I, when I dream of a friend who's alive, I don't wake up being like, oh, but like I have had dreams of my grandparents and had a nice feeling afterwards, which okay. makes me think that maybe it's more of a contact thing rather mm-hmm. than uh, um, just happen to dream. And also like, you know, again, with all due respect, like I don't sit around thinking of my parents, my grandparents who died quite a long time ago, unless they came up in my mind. But like, like I, I'm just shitting it because I'm because I talk to my nan so much on the phone yeah. that I'm shitting her being dead and then the phone ringing. <laughs> that and then that like kind of like disembodied voice, you know what I mean? Like, hello. <laughs> Me being like, uh-uh. Uh, 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 delete this number block you know I'm black and granny so that's kind of what I'm kind of like but look whatever I mean look any contact or whatever she decides to do I ride for that woman yeah then that's a-okay with me you know um do you want to play your other voice note yeah okay we have another story um this guy um sent it in okay Hi Jenny Adam, love the podcast. Okay, so I'll try and keep this brief. So basically, there's a lot of activity happening in my house and where we're hearing footsteps, voices, doors are being found open all the time where we actually thought somebody had a key to our house. So my dad actually ended up putting in electric gates, getting the cameras and we could find nothing. So then anyway, one night I woke up, my eyes just opened and I had this feeling that somebody was watching me. So I looked around my room and at the time my blinds were broken and there was a full moon. So my room was like fairly lit and um, I could see a black female figure at the end of my bed. I then sat up my bed and I was like blinking, rubbing my eyes, thinking I was seeing something, but it wasn't going anywhere. And it was so clearly a human figure. So I said hello to it. And as I said hello, it started turning towards me like And then I flipped and I flipped the switch on my lamp. Lamp turned on. I looked back and my window flung open. Uh, The voice not cut off there, but um, they said then the the figure then was gone. Oh, Um, that's creepy. That's creepy. That's creepy. Now, first of all, that made me scared. I don't think that guy is a big fan of the podcast. I think that was his first lie in the tale because (laughs) I think his friend is actually... Uh, fan and then she got him to send the voice note in I have looked into it a little more and he is actually he's quite attractive okay. you know he's a so nice voice we, yeah we forgive him nice voice Um, that's freaky that's freaky that, no that's very scary because you know what you think like you always hear stuff like saying like you know say hello to the ghost or whatever and it'll like you know nothing will happen mm-hmm. like this, that bitch starts to come toward him I'd be like oh Mm-mm. god no 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 and no, I no, hate no, no. anything anything being it because it's kind of the kind of a similar feeling to um the uncanny valley the humanoid figure you know because you don't again it's the same way you know with the faces with the robots as it is Mm -hmm. with these you know they make these very slender aliens where it's human-esque in Mm -hmm. its physique but but you can tell it's something not human 
don't like that don't yeah. like that at all not into that not into that some at woman standing all. at the end of his bed I hate an end of the bed moment and also what creeped me out hate about that is, an end of the bed moment yeah it's just like because you were how long were you there bitch like fuck off Um, and also it freaked, it freaked me out that you know he obviously tried to like, rub his eyes because you would think you're like okay classic sleep paralysis right classic but I've heard many people talk about sleep paralysis and being like you know this was not sleep paralysis. Like there was something fucking in the room. Evans had a few experiences in our bedroom. Not when I'm there, but I'm like, for mm. fuck's sake. He actually Wait, had who, a- who he got in the bedroom is the question I was, you yeah, should he be had asking. A, he had someone That's else at the yeah, time. Yeah, you then being boo-boo-boo-boo. Bo- being like, oh, he's like, oh, no, nah, babe, I'd say it was something supernatural. And then you'd be like, oh, I knew it. I just <laughs> knew it, you know? <laughs> As you pass someone in the elevator. <laughs> He's actually like got with um, two girls, right? In his past life or whatever. Not his past life. His, 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 his life is Evan yeah. Doherty. But as he, when he was single. Mm-hmm. Um, two that we call the haunted pussy stories. He's had two I remember girls. that. There was, well, there was that one and there was another one, which is this one that I'm talking about today, where he got with another girl... Um, now I probably butchered the story because I can't remember it fully but he got with another girl and it wasn't as like crazy of a story as that first one but it was something like he said she was in the bedroom with him and then like it was like a sleep paralysis moment but he was mm-hmm. like it was very much like I don't know he felt it was very much tied to her but I'll have to get him to tell the story Here's a cool fact A crocodile can't stick out its tongue Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Um, so I thought I'd read this one, right? Because when we were talking about... Um kids being creepy i've got two more kids being creepy stories and this one really freaked me out it's a it's a written one so um hey jenny and adam love the pod i have a paranormal experience to share that happened when i was a child so the house i live in now is my childhood house and from when i was about one or two whenever i started talking i would always talk to my mom about a girl called Gemma, who i also would refer to as my other mammy this was a daily occurrence and it was to the point where i would demand that my mom set a place for her at lunch and dinner sign number one i'm kicking you out of the house absolutely absolutely (laughs) <laughs> my mom played it off as an imaginary friend but when I got a little bit older I would go into more detail about her and say that she had been in a fire and had a sore arm and would put my arm across my chest as if to signal that she was wearing a sling also important to note I don't remember any of this when I was about four we moved house and when I moved I literally never mentioned Gemma again Then we moved back to the original house when I was seven and this is a memory burned into my brain. 
One of the first nights that we were back in the house, I woke up really suddenly in the middle of the night and just got up and walked out into the landing for no reason. I had no purpose to do it. I just did it and I have no clue why. At the same time, my mom walked out of her room and was like, what are you doing up? Um, And she said that she's going to go get water and asked me, did I want any? And I said, yes. My mom went downstairs and I just walked over to the top of the stairs to wait for her. So I was leaning on the banisters and I looked down to the gap between the stairs and the banister and the landing and standing in the downstairs hallway looking right up at me was a girl. I'd say she was probably a teenager with her arm in a sling and her face looked at like it had been burned severely and she started waving at me and I just Mm -hmm. stared at her. I wasn't scared at all and after a minute or two of just staring at her I went back to bed and that was the last I ever saw of her Um, and it's my only memory of her and it's so clear in my mind to this day. I'm still in the house, I'm 24 now and I haven't had any other experiences but very frequently when I leave my my upstairs bedroom I feel like I can see something out of the corner of my right eye but there's nothing ever there. I told a psychic medium about it years later and she told me that more than likely it was Gemma's way of saying goodbye to me because I was getting older and that part of our brains that allows us to be open to the supernatural closes off when we get to a certain age. Thank you so much for listening. Blah, blah. Creepy, creepy, creepy. creepy, Gemma's like, goodbye. And like, I mean, this could be, this is probably terrible to say, but the fact that she's a burn victim, I thought that was quite scary. You know what I mean? Oh, a hundred percent. Like, she's walking up and down those halls looking like Killian Murphy. I know. And like, isn't there something unfair? Like you're saying your family member, he got to come back when he was at his hottest and this poor bitch is still burned. Exactly. Like she's come back cinders. Okay. Yeah, it seems kind of random, doesn't it? Like she's, she's all, like she's burned and your man's like (laughs) 22 and fabulous. Well, you can understand like it was like a tragic kind of a Mm. thing. No, I'm sorry, but she, Obviously, she, she, I mean, she might even have died in the fire. Okay, the bitch's arm's in a sling. Okay, so it's not like she was like a pile of <laughs> she ash got either, do you know? Do you know? Um, oh, I don't like that. I don't like that. Again, kids being creepy. Another mm. example of kids being creepy. Do you know? Mm. And everyone's like, oh, let your kids have imaginary friends and stuff. Yeah, that to me, even the concept of the kids having the imaginary friends is freaky. Creep. My mom's, my mom's friend had an imaginary friend and there was something it's a it's a kind of a long story but basically she had this imaginary friend and then it was the same kind of vibe as this like family home that she ended up then bringing her daughter up in and one day her daughter came to her and she had the same damn imaginary friend and then they like Mm -hmm. looked into the house and Mm -hmm. there was a young girl that died there with the same name i don't like that i don't like that and i wonder right how many of us could think back and obviously you, you can't, it's just not, but like to that, like certain age around mm. five years old and how many of us just can't remember of like just blocked out that memory have had an imaginary friend where we were potentially talking to something else yeah, and just or, wouldn't have the faculties to remember that, you know? Or even just like paranormal experiences that like, because we weren't, what's the word? Like, because like, you know, we haven't been brainwashed yet to be afraid of exactly. that. Like if like, I look everything back is now, new. Everything's new when you're a kid anyway. Exactly. So. And you're not questioning anything, do you know, because mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's not terrifying at that point. If I look back now and like try think on imaginary friends, I just, I'm like, oh, don't go there. 
Yeah. Do you know? Yeah, uh, I'm just like, do. I don't like that. Especially if, again, fucking burn victim trotting around the house. <laughs> again, and sorry to that girl. Sorry to that Me too. Gemma. A hundred percent. Or IP. It's like, I just don't, don't want it in my face. You um, know? It's a little spooky. I'd rather Gemma Collins, like, walk up <laughs> downstairs. Do you know? Get that fire exit door, literally, you know? Literally. Just, literally. Uh, what's your next one? Okay, I'm going for one of our written submissions, okay? Mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. one is, is nice. It's giving kind of, it's giving um, kind of Native American vibes. Okay. Which I'm all about. <clears throat> so this um, comes in from a, a lady called Kate, mm-hmm. a girl. Um, she goes, hey, Adam and Jenny, this feels like a full circle moment writing this on the day of the Scorpio solar eclipse. Because on the last most recent Scorpio eclipse on May 15th, 2020, my fiance experienced witnessing four full bodied apparitions. We were in Yellowstone National Park and didn't know that most of the hotels there have reports of hauntings, etc. I'll preface by saying I'm a believer in the paranormal. And although my boyfriend isn't really that into it, he's had many experiences Um, with those on the other side by way of a visitation in the past while we stayed um, on the sacred Navajo land a few years ago. So back in, back to May 2020, he woke up with the pressure on his feet as if someone was sitting on them. Sure enough, he opened his eyes to a young girl sitting on slash beside his feet while her mother presumably brushed her hair. Two teenage boys stood in the corner watching their sister and mam get ready. He rubbed his eyes and tried to assess if he was sleeping or awake. But I guess he was in a liminal space in between both, but he saw four full bodies dressed in clothes from an older era. He became aware that he wasn't asleep anymore, so he sat up in the bed and said he didn't feel scared at all. They were not in any way threatening. They didn't even notice him, it seems. But when tried to convince himself he was dreaming, he closed his eyes and tested the waters by opening them again a couple of seconds later and the four apparitions were still there as they were. He just kind of said, fuck this and went back to sleep. Afterwards, I looked up the hotels around Yellowstone and they seem haunted as fuck with countless reports of paranormal occurrences. This was in the Mammoth Springs Hotel. And there is, um, there is a, a history surrounding that hotel with hauntings. Really? Um, that particular one? Yeah. Did you look into um, that or did you know that anyway? No, she sent a YouTube link. Ah, okay. I know who that is as well, who sent that. And I love, uh, it's very hard to mention the Scorpio eclipse. <laughs> okay, okay. But Wait, is that? Is that Kate? Kate? Yeah, she does the yeah. readings. Yes. Really? Yeah, yes, really? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, I didn't yeah. even put it together. She, so okay, she got in, okay. she got in, and the reason I knew is because she, she got engaged in Yellowstone um, on that trip because I remember looking at her fucking pictures mm-hmm. being like, oh my God, that looks so beautiful. Um, wow. I love that he almost got like a peek into day-to-day life going on like um have you ever seen that movie the others with Naomi uh, with Nicole, Nicole Kidman? Kidman yeah it gives me that like like and I yeah. that, that movie really kind of oh gave I just me... remembered the ending of that oh woo that was fucking oh the remember twist, the ending like... of that movie yeah yeah it's crazy the twist was is that yeah. an M. Night Shyamalan movie oh I don't know because it has a kind of a 
a Shamalamalam twist. It does. It's like, wow! Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know if it is or not, but um, I don't know if it is, but maybe they like fucking Shaolin got that fucking inspiration from that kind of twist vibe. Another good one. I won't. We won't give away the twist, but that's a good one if you want to some some viewing tonight. Um, It's creepy, but not too creepy. You know, it's not one of those ones. If if you're a little bit more of a a pussy, you might like that one. Yeah. Um. So let me get Um, on to another. Or sorry, just wrap up um on on Kate's story. Yeah. To me, right. There is a diff. I I I think that there's probably a difference between, like, a haunting, mm-hmm. and and I don't know what maybe you'd call it like slips in time almost. Mm-hmm. Do you know? Like mm-hmm. I don't necessarily. I mean, because for instance, like there's no reason for that. You know, those four family members to be there. You know, didn't seem particularly distressed or anything like that. Like we're going about their business, and like again, not even acknowledging the fiancé's presence in the yeah. bedroom, do you know? Like, could they even see him? Exactly. So it seems like, is it kind of a a slip in time kind of a thing? Yeah. You know, because I remember hearing a story, I was listening to some of the, the, the archive tapes from the Art Bell show, Coast to Coast, the other day. And he was, had a caller in that was saying that, like, him and, um, his mother like were like asleep like on, on the ground in their um in their like apartment or whatever and um he like turned and saw his mother like looking so his mother was already sat up looking at, at their kitchen and like in the kitchen there was like all these people in like an older style clothes kind of more like of a 1920s vibe mm. kind of almost in a, in a Gatsby type of situation all like drinking like champagne and drinks and like having a little party around oh. you know like kind of like the kitchen table and the mother was looking at it and then she was and then he was looking at it as well and that like again no contact and then after a while one of the whether they were spirits things or whatever turned and looked at the kid and apparently walked over to the kid and like pulled its blanket up over it. You like tucked him in. And then went back to the party. So it's very weird. Like it's going to be like slips in time. Mm-hmm. Kind of a thing again. Parallel kind of a thing. You know I think there's a lot of experiences. And maybe they're not all necessarily just like haunting. Like a Sorry. typical sense you know. I was like what was that? My phone. Do you know? <laughs> I just uh, so give scared. us another story. Okay do we want um, another voice note I guess. Let's see. Yeah give us a voice note. Here's one. Hi, my name's Emily. I live in New Zealand, specifically Mm -hmm. in the South Island. Um, And my story is about some strange breathing that my mum and I heard together. So we both heard this. So we were on holiday, um, my mum, myself, my nana and my auntie. And we went to a small little town called Hanma Springs. So Hanma Springs is a very old little town here in the South Island. It's about an hour's drive from the city that we all live in. And we decided to go just for a bit of a getaway. So my auntie organized a wee batch, wee house, um, about a three bedroom um, built in the 1940s. We're not too sure which year, but Google does tell me it's either 1939 or 1940. So what we do know about Hanmer Springs is that a lot happened in terms of the Second World War. So A lot of the soldiers were brought there for respite and for recovery. Um, So I don't know if that has something to do with what we experienced. But let's just say the town has a lot of history. There's an old abandoned hospital and everything like that. So 
On the second night, we decided to stay on the couch because it was closer to the fire because the rooms were so cold. And not only that, when I went into my room, um, and the next, so the first night, there was nothing to worry about. It was just really cold. I wake up in the morning and I go to open the curtains and there are flies all over the curtains, like just flies hanging onto the folds. I did not see this the day before. It was crazy. So obviously I'm not keen to stay in this fucking room another night. So I go into the lounge and mum comes out with me because it was just too creepy. Like, why are there flies everywhere? They were under the bed. It was awful. Um, so on the second night, we're staying in the in the lounge and I've got a little lamp next to my bed. So I'm just scrolling TikTok. Uh, mum's on the other side of the room. We're kind of facing each other and the fire is in the corner of the room, quite close to us. So I turn off my light, um, getting ready to finally fall asleep, and all of a sudden, with all the lights off, I start hearing this breathing, and I'm going to do a replication of it. Like that. My eyes bolt open, I'm like, what the fuck is that? Um, I turn on my light again, I look over at my mum, she looks at me, and I'm just like, mum, what's going on? Why are you breathing like that? And she's like, I'm not breathing like anything. I thought that was you. And the breathing had been like five to ten, you know, heavy breaths. So it was super scary. We both run up to turn on the light and um, we did not sleep a wink. It was absolutely terrifying. It sounded like it was coming from the from like the middle of the room. Like I knew it wasn't my mum because of my, I don't know, my human knowledge of space and time. Like you know where noises are coming from. And it definitely was not coming from my mum. It was coming from the centre of the room. That combined with the flies found in the curtains, the flies I found under my bed. It was just super creepy and... Um, yeah, I don't know about the history of the house, but all I know is that the town in general is pretty historic, and I wouldn't be surprised if um, more houses were haunted like that. So that's my story. Creepy. That is, again, creepy, creepy, creepy. I, it, it the thing, the labour breathing, whatever, it's just freaky, mm-hmm. you know? So something you don't want to hear. <laughs> Some soldier. There's been times where I've like lay down in bed and have like caught my ear like hearing like another another breath. You know? Ooh. Like that has happened to me before and I'm like lying down and then I'm like you know, like purposely breathing in myself to like try to differentiate the sounds. I've had kind of something like that before, right? But creepy. Again, may, probably just my mind playing tricks. But yeah. that's the thing, it's like hearing like a very subtle noise such as breathing mm. to indicate that there is another person in the room. Chilling. Yeah, it seemed, Chilling. it seemed purposeful, right? It seemed like I'm here, bitch. And also yeah. the flies in the room and the coldness of the room. Like, it's... Again, you, you get out. You get out when you hear yeah. that kind of a laboured breathing. That's, yeah. not, and that's not for me. Not for me. Um, what do we have next? I'll give us another one of our written submissions. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, this one is from Kate. My friend told me this story, and it's an interesting one. 
So when her mother was a child, her grandmother became very ill and ended up unfortunately passing away. On the day of her funeral, her grandfather came home with another woman and all of her children and introduced her to the children as their new mother and insisted they referred to her as ma'am. It was clear that he had been having an affair on his ill wife and obviously all of the kids were not happy. On the first night that she lived there, there was a massive picture of her grandfather and deceased wife over the bed and when him and his mistress went to go to sleep, the painting fell on top of the mistress, nearly killing her. Unfortunately, it didn't and I'm pretty sure the bitch is still alive today. We like that. We love a a, a tale of... Because so often you hear these hauntings and it's like some poor family being terrorized. So yeah. it's nice to hear a haunting where the people on the other side have like, you know, just cause to come back and start in some shit. Yes. You She's know? like, rest in peace. No one, bitch. I'm here to exactly. make your life a living hell. Know, bam, big, huge painting. <laughs> Absolutely love that. I, and I'm into that kind of a thing. I'm, I'm into a vengeful spirit wanting to get, you know, what's theirs. Allah, you know... Um, night or not Nightmare Before Christmas and A Christmas Carol you know yes. with, with um, Scrooge with the, what was it Marley yeah can't remember but yes well I only remember from the Muppets like the, <laughs> the Muppets I mean Marley. again my um, that's my favourite Christmas movie Muppets I Christmas love Carol. Muppets Christmas Carol I love Marley I and Marley I love I love that song the Muppets I love, are you know I while we're on the topic Muppets. Of, of the Muppets a fucking fantastic movie was I think it's Muppets Most Wanted uh, with the one oh, with Tina Fey anyway. Yeah, the, is that the newest the, the, one of the new ones? Yeah, the yeah, soundtrack it. yeah, it's is brilliant. so <laughs> fucking good. Like the big house with the Muppets yes! and Tina Fey. Incredible. <laughs> In the big house. Oh, I love it. I love it. I, lo- I listen to it regularly. Yeah, I love the Muppets. Like truly, I'm such a love the Muppets. I'm such Stan, a big Muppets like, fan. So yeah, good. absolutely. Um, bit, bit of light comic relief there for us, <laughs> um, but yeah, again, you know that's that's I think that's fair. All, all's fair there, you know. Me too. And it's like, well, it's like your wife died that you're having an affair on, and you move like little Miss New Boobs in straight away. Mm. You should be expecting a haunting. Hell yeah, you you're know? asking for it. Truly asking. You're for asking it. for it. Um. Okay, so I have another written one, right? So this okay. is from Regina. So she says, for a bit of contextual background, my family and I are from Western Ukraine. My mum was born and brought up in a village before she moved to Lviv for uni and eventually to London for work. People were very superstitious back then and believed that there was a witch in the village. As a teen, my mum went to see her and the witch predicted a number of things for her life, which my mum has said all have come back. Anyway, she goes off to university after and learns from her mother that the witch passed away. Then it's 1990 and I'm born. When I'm about a year old, my mum wakes up one night to see me standing up in my cot, staring into the corner of a room. There's no one there. She asks me if I'm okay and I point to the corner and ask her who the lady is. For the next year, I apparently keep asking the same question on different occasions. My parents then move to the UK and it's not until a few years later that I join them. All goes quiet. I start night school and my parents buy a house. 
It was built in the 40s or 50s, but you don't want to be alone in the sitting room. The hairs on your arms would go up for no reason and you'd feel watched. On weekends, I'd often lay in bed and would hear the floorboards on the landing creak and I'd see a shadow or something dark flash under the creak between my door and the floor, knowing full well that my parents were still in bed. And that's when my mum said she started to be visited by the witch. She dreamed that the woman, I know, creepy. She dreamed that the woman was sitting on her chest and choking her and would have bruised, would have a bruised chest and difficulty breathing the next day. A few times she would even have light bruising on her neck that looked as if someone had been grabbing her by the neck. I doubt it was a bit of bedroom fun, otherwise she wouldn't have been so freaked out about it. After a couple of months, it got too much for her and my parents called in a priest to exercise the house. After that, she said she stopped being visited by the witch, but the other spirit that was in the house still hung around until we moved out. It wasn't malignant, it just didn't like you being in the sitting room. Um, So, very creepy, 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 you creepy. You know what? The one thing I take away from that is, something I take umbrage with that, is I don't like any doors in houses that have any gap between the bottom of the door mm. and the floor beneath i don't want to be seen satan's little hooves you know <laughs> through the crack in the bottom of the door do you know the way you see in every horror movie you see the, yeah, the, the trotting like the two like, the two, yeah, like no. the two like feet figures coming beneath the door don't want that don't yeah. don't look yeah. at its little eye peeping in under the door i like my door nice and low Okay, <laughs> low enough that yeah, it lets a little crack of light in from the hallway or whatever, but not so low that like someone can like stick in a knife and use like the reflection to see me in bed. Yes. Kind of thing, I don't be seeing any dark malignant forces slipping no. under the fucking exactly. Door. Like if someone walks past my door and the lights on outside, that's none of my business. I don't yeah, want to be able to see that coming into my room. If I can't see room. you, uh-uh. yeah. The door's closed. Exactly. Whatever goes on behind that door, it's mm-hmm. none of my business. You know. Totally. And Very as well, my, um, so I don't like that. Um, well, what did this woman do to the witch is what I want to know. I know. And like the witch, the fact that she could see the witch as a kid. She was doing that weird kid thing where they're like, what's that woman? You're like, there's no mm-hmm. fucking woman, you little stupid Like I'm feeling like she must have done something to the witch. Because why yeah. is the witch using up all her power to go mm. and choke this bitch out in the middle mm. of the night. I know, I think again, this girl no needs to... And again, no disrespect to your mother. No, no, dear listener. maybe she needs to ask herself but maybe, the question. Yeah. Maybe you, you need know? to go and ask Mama Dearest, you know, was there more to the story? Mm-hmm. You know, did she wrong the witch? Very scary. Any any like more any more submissions? Um, do we have any more? Um, I've got a few more notes? voice notes, yeah. So now we'll we'll fly through them. Because we are mm-hmm. on an over an hour, but we'll get through them. So let me see. I did this one. Uh, okay, here is one here. Hello. Um, I hope that this isn't too long. I'll try and be as quick as I can. Um, okay, so my family moved us to the US back in 2007, and we moved into a moderately old house. From the moment we moved in, I always felt as if I was being watched by something. The house was quite large and there were shadowy corners in different parts of the house. From the time I lived in that house, I only ever experienced two experiences that I can really only describe as paranormal because I I don't know how else to categorize them. I just also wanted to quickly say that I do not have schizophrenia (laughs) or psychosis. Um, No one in my family has a history of that. 
I just wanted to get that out of the way because the things that I experienced could be explained by, um, you know, like hearing voices or tying back to mental illness, but I do not have any of those things and neither does my family. So the first strange thing that happened was when I came home from school one day and I stepped into the house and I, I said, hello, I'm home. And I heard my mum's voice call up to me from upstairs and she said, hi, honey, I'm just up here. You can come up. And I said, hello, and that I was just going to go into the kitchen and make a snack. So anyway, I go into the kitchen and my mum came in through the back door that leads out into the garden. When she came in, she looked really surprised to see me and said, hello, I didn't know you'd come back. I've been out in the garden. I was honestly confused and I told her that I thought she just called up to me from the second floor of the house. She told me she didn't know I was home and she'd been in the garden the whole time. I was confused and uncomfortable, but I rationalized that it could have been my older cousin whose voice I heard because at the time she was living with us. Um, but what was weird about that is that she usually stayed in her room because she worked from home and her room was on the first floor. So it was very plausible. She could have been upstairs, but it was unlikely. So anyway, I made my snack and I took it upstairs to my room and I obviously, I thought that the voice I heard was my cousin. So I go up and I go around and I look in all the rooms and it's completely empty. The second floor of the house is absolutely empty. So it makes me feel a little bit paranoid. So I go downstairs because when you're a kid, I feel like when you're a kid, you're very intuitive. Like I feel like adults really underestimate children and you can really like suss out when something's bullshit. Like I was not gaslighting myself. I knew I heard something. So I went downstairs and I I asked my mom again. I was like, mom, like, sorry to bother you, but like, are you sure you weren't upstairs? And like you, you weren't upstairs when I came in and you didn't talk to me. And she said, no, I really don't know what you're talking about. Like, I've been out the whole time. And so it really creeped me out. So I went back upstairs. I double-checked. There was really no one upstairs. So I guess that the voice I heard, I don't know who it was, and I don't know what it was. Um, so it really creeped me out. And what freaked me out the most was that when I walked in the voice said like oh you can come up and I really freaked out because I was like what if I did go up right after it said that and what would I have encountered it just felt like a trap so about two weeks after that incident I was in the bathroom in the morning on a Saturday and I was standing at the sink washing my face when I suddenly heard what sounded like the mirror above me shatter as if someone had punched it with force and I heard the sound of my dad screaming and then the scream of a child. It really shocked me because it sounded as though the noise was coming from inside the mirror and even though the mirror sounded like it had broken into a thousand tiny pieces I was looking at it and it was completely normal and intact and at that point I kind of started freaking out and I thought I was having some kind of breakdown. However, when this happened to me, I was only nine and I had completely like normal mental health and as I said before, like no history of any kind of like psychosis or schizophrenia. So I really did not know what to make of it. I just kind of like walked out of the bathroom and I was like, okay, maybe I just didn't sleep well the night before. I'm like imagining things. So about a month after this happened, we were playing outside, me and my sister playing outside in the garden and we were running around and my sister accidentally like put her arm through a glass window when we were playing and the glass like shattered really loudly 
and she screamed obviously and my dad screamed <laughs> my dad was like screaming and then I had deja vu really intensely and it sounded exactly like what I'd heard in the bathroom in the mirror like the mirror shattering yeah. a child screaming my dad yelling and it literally felt like I was having deja vu like <clears throat> so anyway she had to get stitches and she was okay everything was all right but I couldn't shake the feeling that what I experienced in the bathroom was some kind of entity sending me a message from the future warning of an accident to come um I've definitely gaslit myself over the years telling myself it was nothing or I imagined it but it seems very unlikely um, as I was in perfect mental mental and physical health at the time that both of these things happened um, and after my sister's accident nothing paranormal like that ever happened again no, it was completely normal after that and we moved out of that house pretty soon after that happened that the first one about the mom don't like that creepy because as she said and it really when she said that i got shivers when she was like the fact it was like come on up yeah come, come on upstairs. up your ass getting <gasps> diddled is what happens if you go up there diddle central you know no doubt in my mind um and it's like did that entity like did it want something from her and then when she didn't go up to it was it like was it almost like a I know she said like it's like an entity like giving a premonition of what's to come but it was kind of like oh you're gonna be here in this smashing yeah, and maybe daddy's it was like, yeah maybe it was like but remember my name you know when mm-hmm. you hear this you gonna remember you won't think of me Ooh, that one gave me the especially creeps. as well because you never want to be in a situation where you're at home or something like that and you call out and you get a response and you, mm, you know that oh. kind of a thing you don't want oh, that yeah. you know like what's that saying like don't what is it like don't like say hello in a forest or something because you might hear an answer Ooh. there's some weird okay, saying yeah, like, like that, that. Eh? yeah that it's it's like don't shout like hello in a forest because you might hear someone go hi Oh, that's freaky. Or like, like hello, or hello. There's a whistling you know, one as well. kind of like like RuPaul, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is totally freaky. Oh. That's so freaky. Hearing and being called out. Very interesting yes. though about the, this the mirror and this kind of be it premonition, a message or mm. something. Though that's interesting. That is interesting. I like that. Okay, and she yeah. had that spooky it's, little it, Victorian accent to go with it. I know and I I haven't heard that's quite like as again like people really pull through with the paranormal experiences this year like these are quite unusual paranormal experiences I would say they are not like your average oh I saw a ghost in my mm-hmm. room you know they're they're all sorts of creepy a lot of you know we're, we're dealing with, them. with time and stuff as well yes a lot of like as you say yeah totally like a bit of a like d- extra dimension mm-hmm. liminal space vortex which I always think, you know, and we got to it on this episode, but, like, I do think there's a lot to that. Like, I don't think that every single, like, I don't think that everything that's reported as a paranormal experience is paranormal. I think a lot of them are supernatural. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think some of them can be, as you said, like, what happened, Kate's fiancé, like, they're not inherently, like, terrifying, but they're quite unsettling and these lapses like glitches in the matrix almost, exactly you know and which we just don't have the vernacular kind of to describe it because we just yeah, don't know yeah it's like when like you know like if you know I, I love to flirt with like an ancient aliens theory um and when you think about those things it's like of course 
you know the the Greeks or the Egyptians or whoever it may be boiled it all down to like oh well there's gods just living in the sky Mm -hmm. and they're like really intelligent and they come down it's like that's how we explained it possibly you know again flirting with the ideas um so that's what makes me think of it's like oh I wonder in like years to come will we be like you know we'll know what this is you know that is interesting will we know like the further kind of exploration Mm. of kind of like like be it multiverse parallel universes that kind of a thing like how much of that plays into these alleged hauntings and stuff oh creepy I like that I like that me too um do you have any others or will I play our next voice note no player player um last yeah, couple of this is the last entries. one I think um okay lovely. and it's called my imaginary friend so oh let's okay, fucking go okay. <laughs> So from about the ages of three to five, I had an imaginary friend who I called Kenneth and I was absolutely obsessed with her. Like I used to constantly draw pictures of her. I'd insist on saving her space at the dinner table and like I'd be out pushing her on the swings all day long, which is like really odd and creepy considering I had three siblings that I could have been playing with, but I kind of just refused to whenever Kenna was around. But the weird part of the story or the creepy part of the story comes a few years later when we were actually out visiting my granny's grave and putting flowers on it when I noticed the grave next to hers had these big letters engraved the name Kenna, like the family name Kenna. And it was one of those kind of Mm. Irish family graves where it holds multiple people. And so in it, there was two parents and there was a child who had died age four years. It didn't have the 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 date, so I've never actually looked into the story of the child's death, but I probably should. Um, but yeah, my parents had always wondered where I'd gotten the name Kenna from, because like, it was an unusual name for a child to pick, and also I couldn't read at the time that she kind of first started to visit. So yeah, all very strange. Who knows, like, maybe I was playing with a paranormal ghost child all along. It's funny, isn't it? And it's also, I mean, first of all, interesting that we got, like, three stories of these kind of Mm -hmm. imaginary friends. And the similarities in a lot of these imaginary friend stories, not just from today, but other ones that I've heard, it's always, like, setting a place at the table, like... They've so many consistencies that they're so weird. And they they always seem really obsessed with the imaginary friend. Like, you know, the, it's like my mom, I remember my mom telling me her story of her friend or whatever. And like, she said the same thing. It was like obsessed. Like when they turn up, they'd just be like playing for hours and hours and hours. And so crazy. Like, oh, it just gives me the chills. But then and you know to get confirmation... It's very scary. It's kind of as well as like, do you know the way like obviously like what are you supposed to do? But like player, parents like often like play into mm-hmm. the the imaginary friend. You know, you'd be like talking to your child. You'd be like, oh, is um is Kenna coming over as well? Yeah. Or is, is Kenna having tea with you? Do you know the way like the parent is acknowledging that as well? Yes. And I guess adding energy to it, adding Ooh. life to it. Do you know the way they always say like, in a haunting or whatever like especially like they'll say if it's like it kind of like a demonic energy is to like never say it's never to never to acknowledge it mm. do you know mm-hmm. never to never to kind of react to it or give it that kind of 
you know like you're validation. almost giving it that form yourself do you know yeah 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 um yeah. so it's never to acknowledge it as a as a being kind of a thing um now look interesting enough because they also say like in terms of like say demonic energies and stuff that like uh, having like if you're like combating that uh, having the demon's name knowing Heard the that. demon's name yeah. gives you power over it yeah. you know, gives you some sort of dominion over it so you know maybe you know the fact that like these people like know their imaginary child's friends names kind of makes it you know a little bit nicer again possibility that she had gone to the graveyard like to visit i think she said her grandmother yeah and then was followed home by the child because she said the grave was next to each other didn't she i never thought that but then i was like that does make sense because in my mind for some reason when i saw like grave next to my grandmother i was thinking like oh well it must be her neighbors but that makes fucking no sense at all yeah oh it maybe it latched on because it saw also possibly saw another young girl and a family exactly and it was this child she needs to look into you need to look into how that child died exactly and it's difficult because again where it comes into like what's paranormal what's time loop Mm. what's all that because you look at a story like that and you're like right like not everyone like dies tragically or whatever so it's like what would have this young child this young ghost child even be attached to their own grave you know mm, I, you it's know like I mean, why would they be linked it's I and I'm kind of, I, I, on your point like I do agree with you like I think and I'd love to know what like um a psychic medium's opinion is, is on this because like I kind of don't believe in that that idea that like only spirits who come through are in this like limbo or they haven't passed over or you know I think it could be a mix of things like I could I think it could be a mix of possibly not accepting or understanding that you're dead like I think that could be Mm -hmm. a part of it especially when you look like these children who are still playing with other kids like it's like is there maybe a lack of comprehension that they have passed Mm -hmm. so they're like continuously interacting with the living world or you know I do think that there could be some stuff with maybe like tragic deaths etc etc but I think but like can can a soul move on and also basically the question is can a soul move on into like say a next life to reincarnation or whatever and still leave a fragment of themselves behind is the kind of question you know I know that's the thing that you just don't have answers Mm. to and like what Um, determines whether you will stay or go or exactly is every soul you know if we are going to you know talk about reincarnation if that's something we're like accepting for this to be true like is it that every soul is recycled or are there like you know do some for some reason don't get to be recycled is it all to do with this soul contract that we some people say we make that's kind of what I always lean to is the soul contract the soul contract makes the most you know spiritual sense to me I don't know but you know what it's interesting as well in terms of like say the names and the kids and that like the story of um, remember like the Annabelle doll yes um, where you know they they the nurses that had the original Annabelle doll at the time in, in like the real Annabelle you know, where like a psychic came and told them that they were, you know, communicating with the spirit of a little girl and, you know, she kind of like latched onto this doll or whatever. So then the nurses who, you know, the student nurses who lived at home would like kind of place the doll in the bed and around them and stuff to kind of make that little girl feel, you know, include and whatever. And then they got another visit from another psychic who told them that it's actually a demonic energy attached to the doll mm. presenting itself as a little girl 
in order to, you know, keep Creepy. the guy going. Creepy. You know? Yeah, they're getting so smarter. So that kind of manipulation of spirit, it's shit you just don't know as well. Because I did an episode of that on the podcast ages ago, The Haunting of Annabelle. Yeah, that was good. I remember that one. Yeah. Creepy. Mm-hmm. Creepy, creepy, creepy. And that's what makes me think, you know, going back to our very first story, the tulpa, the doppelganger, like... Mm-hmm. It's that manipulation. It's like, why me? Like, what? What is? What is the? I don't know the insinuation there, but exactly. What's so special about me? Little me, you know? I'm like delighted. <laughs> if I saw a doppelganger myself, I I probably like my first thing would probably be like alien more than spirit. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It would. I just know I'd be motherfucking freaked. There is an alien. I'd be freaked. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I always have like imagine I for some. You know when you like think of these scary things sometimes. I'm like imagine mm-hmm. you were looking at your window and across the road you saw your doppelganger just like waving at you. I'd be like, Mm-mm. I'd be like, stop. Like whatever made them in my house, but out in the real world, I'm like, what are you representing me as I out there? I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like that. And as well, you know, like people talking about. Like we had a couple of stories tonight about people like waking up and seeing something in their room, yeah. be it at the end of the bed or whatever. Like, so we all, I'm sure we all do this, but like, you know, we're all like lying down at night, going to sleep in the dark. And like most of us will kind of sleep kind of like in the full dark, you know. Mm-hmm. But like every now and again, you know, you might like, you know, like flip the phone and like mm-hmm. do a quick scan of the bedroom, mm-hmm. you know, make sure everything is where it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And the fear is really, and we all do that. And of course there's nothing there. Then you put the head back on the pillow. But the fear is that one day something will be there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I guess you just got to wait and see. Here's fucking hoping. Would be the parting words. Okay, guys. <laughs> That's it for another year. Happy Halloween. Paranormal um, Hotline 2022. Yes. If you want us to do another Paranormal Hotline, I mean, if it's warranted, we will do one. I'll, I like, yeah, we like, exactly. we're spooky all year round. Um, but as we said any other emergency broadcasts or anything else you want to talk about let us know hope you all enjoy Hollow's Eve um, happy Halloween everybody happy Halloween talk to you later can't stay at home can't stay in school old folks say you pull out a fool stay on the street I'm the girl next door I'm the fox you've been waiting for hello daddy hello mom I'm your Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.